Hello and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we're going to be looking at a, an older book, a book called Bobby Dodd on Football. And I'm going to look at a couple pages here. Uh, the chapter that we're going to look at is called Football is a, is a Game. And man, I was reading through this chapter this morning and I just think it's awesome. I think it's beautiful. I think... This, this book was written in 1954, I believe. And you can hear the actual book hitting the <laughs> hitting the uh, the table there. Yeah, copyright 1954. And I believe this book was written after the 1952 season at Georgia Tech. And, you know, Bobby Dodd is a legend. He's a legendary coach. And he's somebody that we can all learn from. And, yeah. So, a couple of thoughts. Uh about this week for the mind of a football coach listener before we get started uh, i'm going to i'm going to try to continue to do a couple podcasts a week uh, maybe tone that down to once a week as we get into the winter but i will continue to put out content for the listeners uh, throughout the winter i have a i have some interviews lined up uh, this month and i'm going to continue to do that uh, as we as we go through the off season and the clinic that I I referenced in an earlier podcast, the Mind of a Football Coach Clinic. I actually am going to do one that's virtual. I want to do it in the spring. I don't have any dates for that yet, but I want to do a, a Teams clinic and I'm going to record it and then I will take donations for the recording and all those donations will go to our football program here at Buchanan Upshur High School. And it's something that I think will be beneficial to coaches. I'm going to line up some speakers, may do some uh, clinic sessions that are pre-taped if people can't do it on that day. I think it'll be worth your while to check that out when that comes. And again, the dates for that is to be determined. So chapter number two in the, in the book titled Bobby Dodd on football is called football is a game. And this this is this, it's interesting how when I, I read through this book and I, I go through different different chapters different pages the book was written in 1954 but it really could have been written yesterday <laughs> and I had another coaching friend of mine in my office on Friday and he was going through a chapter and just looking at some of the bullet points and he he said man it's really interesting how this wisdom still applies today and the wisdom for that particular chapter applied to all kinds of sports and i think it's so interesting how things that are good stand the test of time and they last and being able to read a book like this only for me helps me to realize man that's that's truth that's fact (laughs) if if the author uh, wrote it down and it's good, then it will, then it will last. And let's, let's get into this a little bit. I, I love some old books. This is a wonderful book and uh, I would recommend people buying it if they want to go through and get the, get the wisdom from coach Dodd, who obviously is one of the best, one of the best at all, of all time. So he, he says this, he says, is my belief that such drudgery. So what he's talking about is earlier in the, the chapter in the first paragraph uh, that football has become a drudgery at some places 
and if people don't want to practice, people don't want to play because it's so hard. So he says, it is my belief that such drudgery not only is distasteful, distasteful to the players, it is also extremely harmful to the effectiveness of the squad as a football team. Perhaps the Georgia Tech philosophy of football can best be summed up by quoting two articles written during our undefeated and untied 1952 season. So I think he puts that in there because obviously what they did worked because they went undefeated. And it says this, after visiting our campus the week before Tech's important game with Duke University, assistant sports editor Benny Marshall wrote in the Birmingham News on October 29th, football is a game at Georgia Tech and the men who play it enjoy it. They're glad they came. Man, yeah. And that hits me between the eyes to some degree because I can be kind of a workaholic. I can be somebody that that thinks, man, I got to work harder, work longer. Uh, Our practices have to be not longer, but tougher, physical, hard. And I'm not... I'm not saying it's been like that recently for me, but there have been there have been years where I thought that, and there have been places I've coached that thought that, and it's really encouraging to read these words from somebody like Bobby Dodd, because it's important to understand that football is a game, and it needs to be fun. It's because football is so hard. Football is the one of the sports. I think it may be one of the only sports where you practice far more than you play. And we have to keep it fun. We have to keep it lively. We need to enjoy our time out there and help our players to enjoy their time as well. So I'll continue to go. So he goes into a couple of points here about how to, how to do this. Number one is do not have extremely long practice periods. Yeah. Plan every minute, yes, every second of your practice sessions, and then follow your schedule to the second. Don't run overtime because your players seem seem to be having a bad day. Usually they will only get worse, which will be discouraging to the players as well as to yourself. Better to cut the practice off at the planned time and start fresh on the next day. So yeah, don't have, excuse me, do not have extremely long practice periods. And I think that's something that people will talk about today and just being willing to say, okay, <laughs> we weren't good at that right now. Let's come back to it and let's look at it. Let's look at it at a later date because we want our guys to come back the next day. When I coached for uh, somebody a couple of years ago, he would tell me in the off season, he said, I want the guys to want to come back the next day, especially in the off season, December, January, February, March, April, May, shoot, even into the summer. Yes. We want it to be stringent and to develop our players, but we also want our guys to want to come back the next day. And that means you need to schedule your workout or your practice as it's talking about here. So your guys have look has some something left in the tank, so so they have the energy to want to come back the next day, because that's what you're looking for, right? You want guys that are hungry to play football, to invest their time, and how do we do that? We do it by valuing their time, and 
not overdoing it. So yes, it's very important that we have good time management skills, we plan our practices, but it's also important that we don't go too long. <laughs> Number two, do not keep a player doing the same thing over and over again until it becomes monotonous to him. Yeah. So allow your players to do different things at practice. I think it's important to have simple scheme, but gives your guys different drills, right? Different things to do because we want to engage our players. We want them to be excited to come to practice, to learn something new or do something. new. And I think players respond to that. If the culture of your team is, Hey, let's be learners. Then players will respond and they'll enjoy that because uh, each day is a new challenge. Now, I'm not saying reinvent the wheel every day, <laughs> right, or every week, but give them something different to do. So he goes on and says, uh, plan your practice from an individual as well as a general standpoint, actually writing down the names of the players who will participate in different phases of the practice so you can be sure that no one, no one player will be repeating monotonous drills. That's a great idea uh, to write down the names of the players that are doing these drills. So you can see, Hey, this guy's gotten this drill. I don't know, seven times this week. So maybe he doesn't need it as much. Maybe he can do something different to help develop him as a player in another, another avenue. Number three, make every practice and every segment of practice as competitive as possible. Since competition appeals to most every boy, <laughs> see who can bat down the most passes on defense, which backfield group can run the most plays in succession without a mistake which of the two teams on offense can complete the most passes and so on. Yeah. I read a book a couple of years ago called the four disciplines of execution. And that's one of the things it talks about is have a compelling scoreboard. And I need to do a better job of that as a coach. I need to track those things, write those things down, have, or have somebody do that. And that's something we will definitely do going forward because it does make it more fun, right? If you're competing, it makes it a lot more fun. Hey, I need to do this to beat this guy or to be, to be a better pl player. And I think that's really, really important uh, to motivate your players, to motivate my players. And point number four, which is, which is the last one, uh, have certain periods of practice that are definitely outlined as relaxing and fun. This time, this ties in somewhat with number three above, but it is also well to plan at least one practice day a week that is devoted almost entirely to relaxation. Wow. That's really interesting. Uh, I'd like, I would like to think our Thursdays are like that, but not really. <laughs> we're, we're a run through team, not a walk through team. But that gives me something to think about. Uh, if Bobby Dodd, who is one of the greatest football coaches of all time is saying this, then maybe it's something that, that we should look into that I should look into. I know some people are going to on Wednesdays. It's a, uh, it's a run through with just helmets. Yeah. Maybe that's something I should, I should look at. Maybe that's something that uh, we as coaches should look at, but man, that's hard, right? Because we've done certain, we've done things a certain way for so long. And I think that that can be really difficult. That's a whole nother podcast right there is breaking, breaking habits that are, that can be good. That really are good. But maybe they're not great. But that's that's a really interesting interesting point. So I'll go through a couple more of the things he he writes in here as well. He says, "I do not believe in scrimmaging your top players, with special exception after the season starts. My theory on this is that is that you will lose more players 
excuse me, my theory on this is that you will lose more by players getting hurt in scrimmage than you will gain by the scrimmage itself. That's really interesting. Uh, so he's not going going live during the season, which is something that is very commonplace these days. People don't really go live during the season. So he was ahead of his time. He was way, way ahead of his time back then. Then, too, your varsity man isn't going to get the reaction from a, from a B-team player or freshman that he will get from the good players he will be asked to face on Saturday. So why waste your time? So you know, back then they had 100-something guys on scholarship. So I guess once you were a starter, you only played against the scout team. So that makes that does make sense. Uh, so he also goes on and says this. He says, the point is that you get the necessary running and hard work into practice without the drudgery. So he, before that, a couple sentences before that, he talks about our guys are in shape, but they, they are in shape. They still have fun, right? It's not that they just beat them down and run, 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 run that it's fun. They have some relaxation and they are, uh, their, their guys are motivated to play. Then he says, many a football game is lost on the practice field Monday through Friday, leaving the players too banged up or too tired to do their best at game time. Yeah. And I, I've heard coaches say this. I used to scoff at this. Coach, I've heard coaches say, let's get them to Friday. And I used to think, oh, come on now. We need to make it hard and make it really difficult in practice because practice has to be harder than the game. Maybe in the preseason that's true sometimes. But I think that we need to <laughs> allow our players to have something to tank on Friday nights. Because we're, when do we want them to play best? We want them to play best on Fridays. For us here at the high school level and that's something that i know i'm working on i need i need to continue to work on is to make sure that our guys play their best on friday not on tuesday or wednesday but on friday i like this part here and we'll uh we'll end with this do not forget that linemen enjoy punting and passing the ball <laughs> Sometimes I never get a chance to do in a game when the backs have all the limelight. Give linemen a chance to show themselves off as much as possible on your relaxing days. Or better still, design a play that will terminate with the linemen receiving a lateral pass. You may never use this play in a game, but it certainly will build up the morale of your linemen. Wow. That's really, that's cool. I'm an ex-lineman, so that <laughs> maybe we'll do that in practice. That would be something that we can end with or design because that would be really really fun uh, for for our guys and then a final thought here uh, coach dodd says encourage all members of your squad to attend church regularly do not attempt to take them in a group to any one church but rather do everything but insist on their attending the church of their own, own choice there is no substitute for the spiritual uplift a boy receives through church attendance and church work as a coach you will find you are actually helping yourself by setting a good example in this respect wow that's really really cool i think it's i think it's great to uh, for guys to go to church right i go to I go to mass weekly myself and it's it's good to i think encourage your guys to to go to church right to have some sort of connection uh to their higher power so to speak and it's really cool to, to read somebody say that uh, who's one of the best best coaches of all time. And obviously, I respect Coach Dodd, and I respect him more now after reading through uh, 
uh, some of his book. I want to read more of it uh, here uh, this week as uh, as I go through this week. So thank you all for listening uh, to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Uh, I will be, be producing some more podcasts uh, this week. I have a couple interviews coming up. But, yeah, just uh, it's Monday. Man, let's let's go get Monday. Let's go attack Monday. Let's enjoy our work. Let's embrace Let's embrace our work, right? Let's embrace the good and the bad that comes with uh, our chosen career path, which for I would assume most of the listeners on this podcast uh, are coaches, teachers, but whatever that is, let's just, let's go get it. Let's go, let's go make a difference this week. Thank y'all for listening.